Hello and thank you for tuning back in to the Hearts, Conspiracies and UFOs podcast. It's Jarvie here and man, we have a million transfers to get through today up in that UFO. As well as that, we're going to talk about boycotting away games next season, which is a sore point for some. Jolly Jambo is something weird, but great up his sleeve for us, I'm led to believe. And we're also going to have a good talk about the League Cup draw and a few other things along the way. And who am I joined by? I am joined by Paddy. Hello. Simon. You all right? Hammy. Hiya. And Jolly Jambo is here for the full episode today. Oh, no, Polly, I'm on the phone. Uh, oh, sorry, lads. Sorry, here. <laughs> Sounds like you're in a kitchen, Jolly Jambo. I'm pretty sure I just had the microwave going. I'm in the kitchen and now like kick in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Before we get started, um, Paddy, I understand there's, there's a few things you'd like to get off your <laughs> It's just one in particular, Jarvie, and it's not to do with that. It's the Jolly Jambo's dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know why he's cooking his macaroni pie in the dishwasher. <laughs> My issue, Jarvie, is, and I, I apologise to all the, the avid listeners that are tuning into a Hearts podcast, but this isn't about Hearts at the moment. I have an issue with what happened last week at, at Arsenal Football Club, and I want to discuss that for a second. All right. I think I think a club that lays off 55 members of staff and then goes about offering contracts willy-nilly to loads of other football players, I think that's a bit disgraceful myself. Um, and it's pissed me off quite a lot. Hibs did it as well, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Least we forget. But I just think the whole notion, it makes me very uneasy, the whole notion of a club laying off 55 members of staff to then go out and sign a whole ton of players really just annoys me. That, that was it, Jarvie, to be honest with you. Thanks, Stalin. <laughs> no, it's a fair, fair point, Paddy. And uh, RIP Hibs Mothballed, Aca- Mothballed Academy. Then, um, Just to clarify, you're an Arsenal fan, not a, a Spurs fan, Paddy. Uh, yes. Right, so you're having a dig at your own club. Yes. That's fair enough. Thank you for sharing. Um, <laughs> Hammy, on to, let's touch on some kind of other Hearts news before we get on to these segments. Um, the Betfred Cup draw was made today, and you've been having a look at our group stage opponents. Yeah, don't they look too far, because I think we've played all <laughs> of them before in the League Cup. I think two of them last year, two of them the year before, but we've got Inverness, Cowdenbeath, Wraith Rovers, and mm. East Fife. Um... Some glamour ties there to to pick out. Um, I think the Inverness game will probably be a good one. Cowdenbeath Wraith and East Fife. I seem to remember we beat Cowdenbeath ten 0 the last time we were in the Championship season. So I'd like that again. But we did. You know, I think realistically it would have been it would have been nice to have Dundee's and Cove Rangers and things like that just to 
just to fuck them up. But freshen it up a bit. Yeah, aye, some other teams would be, would have been nice, but the way that they work, it's weird though, because I'm sure Dunfermline get drawn in the south stage, even though they're further north than Hearts. But that's the SPFL and SFA for you. So <laughs> oh, fuck <really>? them. <laughs> fuck them all. Aye, yeah, it's very uh, repetitive. It feels like we've just played them all. Aye. Yeah. So all of them in the last two years. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Um. And, and are they, Hammy, are they all being played before the season starts? No, I think the group stage runs until November. Jesus so Christ. these games only season <laughs> to an already condensed season. Honestly, like oh, you could easily just make, like, start it a bit earlier. <laughs> Considering every Don't single run team from in our months. group, hey, every team in our group, none of them are in the Premier League. So uh, why yep. why does it have to overlap into the season? Hammy, can you please write a letter of complaint? <laughs> That's our I will. I'll get my my crayons out and get it done. <laughs> All right. Much needed. Um, Jolly Jambo, I'm sorry to interrupt your macaroni pie, um, but in, in the last week we've saw eight Aberdonian numpties go to a nightclub. Um, now branded as the Aberdeen 8 for their and getting coronavirus and missing games and causing Scottish football to just look like an absolute joke. What have you got to it's say? It's madness, eh? Absolute madness, you know, Ken. I think, well, you kind of knew it was going to happen somewhere, but, you know, Aberdeen now, it's Aberdeen come for a couple of days, stay inside for a couple of weeks. It's, you know, <laughs> that should be their tagline. It's, it's, it's mental. And if you think about it, you know, Scotland's not that big, so you know once this spreads around, and it'll happen in other places, and other games will be missed, you know. And oh, Doncaster sources know his men couldn't put the bubble back together again. Once it's burst, it's burst, Ken. <laughs> you know, you're no fixing that. <laughs> no, that's it. And, and already with a jam-packed fi- fixture list, it's going to be hard to get one game back into the list. Well, that's it. And, and did they say at the outset how many games we've got to play before you know things get called? Was was that made clear? Because We'll just run into the same problem we did at the end of last season, as far as I can see. Um, I could see it being a total write-off by the end of the season, to be honest. Now, do, do any of you guys know Aberdeen are meant to play Hamilton on Wednesday? Is that postponed as well? Or what's no, apparently not. Well, it'll not so be postponed right. until the Scottish Government tell the SFA off. That seemed to be what happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is that right? So Aberdeen are playing on Wednesday, but those... Eight players, they'll they won't be able to play them, will they? No, no. Um, aye, they're playing they're playing Hamilton, but the eight players will be out. Aye. And then they're playing Celtic, Great. which is obviously going ahead. Aye, they'll be back for that one, but because it's ten days, fourteen days. Wash your hands. Go out. Don't go out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jolly. Um, <laughs> And Simon, in the last week, there's been a, a smashing podcast on um, Scars Around the Funnel uh, with Craig Gordon. You enjoyed that one? Yeah, it was great. Um, and honestly, if you haven't listened to it yet, um, get on it because it's a great podcast. And uh, the interview with Robbie Nielsen was also brilliant. But uh, just the questions they asked were the, the type of the type of questions you wanted to hear them ask. Uh, it was it was very open and honest and. I suppose that I think they're pals with Craig, the guys who host it. So I think they got they got a bit of an inside scoop there, and they managed to get some some good answers. And what I really like about Craig Gordon is he is now 
the type of leader we needed at Hearts. He's also he's now coming and he's one of our best players. Yeah. So it's kind of two birds with one stone that you didn't really think about before, but his influence on that young Harry Stone and stuff like that, and he talks about going into coaching and how these are the type of players we need to keep around the club. I think Naismith might have an option to be a coach in his final year. Right. That's what you want because when you're coming through, if you've got no one to look up to or no one to set the standard, you get lost as a young player. So to have these players around and to set an example and show them how to be successful and how to get to international level, it can only mm, be good yeah. for the club. Exactly. So I'm not sure if uh, I know you if I've been having a look at the Hearts training videos they've been putting together for social media this week. You can hear better. is getting called Skip from everyone. It's funny that Stephen Naismith's the captain, but then you've also got Craig Gordon in that mix now. He's just a third big leader. You know, say what you want about Beres for him and what have you, but they're three great leaders in the club now. They've played at the top so, level. They, they know what it uh, takes to get to that level. So Yeah. So and yeah, and like you said, what um Craig Gordon said Harry Stones, I think he's got a bit of a a niggle and injury just now. But it sounded to me, Simon, it sounds like he's gonna be brought in, in and around the first team. Is that what you gauged as well? I think goalkeepers are always sort of training with the first team, but because there's only one on the pitch, you only have one on the bench. They can be in the first team and never see either. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't be surprised if um, we see Bobby or probably more likely Doyle get a move. I wouldn't be surprised if Stone comes in as the, the kind of third keeper, if you like. We shall see. Yeah, there's, no, there's no harm in having all four of them. There is. When you look at the wage budgets... <laughs> so I bet Bobby and Doyle, you know, they won't be cheap. You know, I'd both of them as back number two. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, no, you're a few other... season either. So we don't need a third keeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably handy to have one. <laughs> remember when Lee Wallace went in goals? Just <laughs> <laughs> remember that. R- remember when Bobby Zamal went in goals? <laughs> <laughs> remember when remember when Joe Pereira went in goals oh, oh. <laughs> oh dear um, uh, ju- just a couple other interesting things I heard on that Simon um, Craig Gordon saying that the Celtic players loved playing at Tynecastle um, yeah. they said it was their like they were always excited to play there they said the atmosphere was one of their favourite in, in Scotland um, I think we need to go back to that nine point plan from Jambo's kickback last week. <laughs> that needs to change. It's meant to be yeah, intimidating. Well that, they don't want to enjoy it. That's a that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing when the crowd is behind the team, but when the crowd gets annoyed and starts getting pissed off, that's only going to give Celtic the motivation they need to go on and and push themselves. Mm-hmm. No, it's like it spurs them on. Need to start clapping them. <laughs> Come on, Celtic! We'll <laughs> start playing shit. <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's have a let's move on to talking about um, boycotting games for next season in a wee bit more detail. Um, and let's think about this in a world where uh, coronavirus has been banished from our shores. Um, come our first away game, which is October the twenty fourth in the league, and that's away up in Arbroath against the Smokies. Um, Simon, you're going to go through the kind of feedback, what kind of polls we did on Twitter to see, just to clarify, who is and is not our pals? <laughs> yeah, so ran a couple of polls on Twitter, um, just saying, would you rather attend or boycott certain away games? 
done all the other teams in the league. So the teams that were were our pals, which were sound, 88% attend to Inverness, yep. 70% attend to Arbroath, which is worth just going for a lovely wee, a lovely wee trip. <laughs> um, Morton, 57% attend. Close one. And then everyone else was boycott. Wraith Rovers, boycott. Queen of the South, boycott. Alloa, boycott. Dunfermline, boycott. Air, boycott. Dundee United, uh, Dundee, sorry, 81% boycott. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting one. It's a contentious issue for the Jambo community. So I guess just ask you all for your feedback then, kind of one by one. Um, well, well, we use Dundee as an example because I guess if you are or are not willing to go to Dundee, it'll probably speak volumes for your, your other games. So Dundee away comes around, can't mind when that is. Say it's in November. Are you going to give Dundee the maroon pound? Or after all this time without football, desperate for your jollies, with jolly jambo, <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm 100% going to Dundee United. I keep calling them Dundee United. They'll probably hate me for it, but Dundee away. I'm 100% going. Imagine how good that game would be. be I don't think I don't think our away money makes that much of a difference to these teams. We're not selling out three stands to away team like Livingston do. Hmm. Like, what, what, how much of a difference will it really make? And to be honest, I think it'll be a class away day. That's that's. The reason I support Hearts is because I get to watch them and support them. If I can go away and see them pump Dundee in Dundee, quality, that's better than just not as, going to me. Just as a, a wee caveat as well, that uh, the first Dundee Hearts game, Dundee's on the second of January. Oh, like a New Year's God! Day. So, <laughs> so we'll probably still be on it anyway. I will exactly. be, we'll be, we might not be going on New Year's Eve, but we'll be going by January the 2nd. Well, what fun it is to fuck the Dundee on New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> that was depressing me ever. I wish I had remembered the, the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, it's doing the most difficult, Ken. Fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, Jolly Jambo, you, you spoke about this last week. I know you're, uh, for, hence the name, you're desperate for your Jollies. Um, what have you got to say on it? I mean, I, I thought I was very clear last week, you know, and I don't understand it. I'm no for it. I can only agree with Simon. It's, you know, you, you can't have that high an opinion of yourself to think that your money is suddenly, you know, this magical thing. If you didn't go, somebody else will go. You know, that's, that's how it is. Aye. That's a good spot. Like saying us five could could say, oh, all right, yeah, we'll get a boycott, we'll get a boycott. There'll be, other, there'll be another five people that'll go. I think we'll, there'll be what, these these stadiums are probably only going to hold, what, about 1,000, 2,000 fans max. They might give us, aye, they'll, they'll might, well, some of them probably home fans as well, but they might, you know, give us a wee bit extra, but even then, as Simon said, it's not going to make a whole difference, and I think by the time it gets to October, we'll just be just be wanting to see football, just be wanting to go out for the day. Yeah, I, I just think if if we did beat Dundee in Dundee, and there was Nehart fans there, I think Dundee would be happier with that rather than there being loads of Hearts fans there being able to celebrate that fact. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to give them my money, but it's a tough one, isn't it? But my 20 quid's probably not going to go that far. Or 100 quid or whatever's not going to go that far, really. Come on. 20 quid times a thousand. Do the math. Give that to Dundee. Rather, they never had the, whatever, how much that is. Could you, could you do the math for us there, Jarvie? <laughs> Addy, what's your thoughts on, uh, on Boycott? You've been quiet. Uh, like, there's not much of a point, like Jolly was saying. Like Somebody else will go in your place. So you may yeah. as well go up, have a good day, burn Dundee after we beat them, and then come home. Yeah, fair enough. That seems to be... I definitely say a majority of Hearts fans for more than that probably um, seem to be keen. But there is some early early rumours going around of boycott, well not rumours, early thoughts of boycotting. I think the only way I can see it working is if it ends up being a big deal. You know, you see this turn into a real big thing and everyone seems to be getting on board with it. And then if you were going to an away game, you'd be getting called a scab. <laughs> like crossing the picket line in the 80s. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> You'd be getting on your supporters bus in Danderhall or Gorgie Road <laughs> and there'd be other Hearts fans outside shouting scab, scab, scab. <laughs> and that sounds horrible. And now we're going to go over to Jolly Jambo. I just want to thank you for having me on again, Ken. Nice to have the, the forum and the chat with you, Ken. Thanks. But um, I've got to apologise as well, you know, if you can smell the booze fumes through the phone. Eh? Had a had a bit of a Sunday sesh yesterday, you know. Eh? <laughs> He'd fully wine, belly full of chips kind of a day. Struggling a bit today. <laughs> but um, I woke up this morning, I was you know going through my phone, my search history and well, obviously, my baby and just stupor yesterday. I'd slipped into a YouTube binge at some point, Ken. And a couple of straight hours of what must have been these, these old WWF wrestling videos, you know. I used to, used to be a big fan of the wrestling back in the day, actually, Ken. I even did a bit myself, you know. No, no, no like the, the, what it's like now, either the rolling around on a Saturday night in the pub caper. No, no, I mean proper wrestling, you know. Ken, tights and capes and that. What was your wrestling name? My wrestling name, oh, it's a smashing. I was, I was El Cajones, you know, because I was the bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it got me to thinking this morning, you know, you know, now that the herps are, you know, we're moving in a, a new direction, everything's freshened up, match days might be different, you know, now that we've moved on for degeneration specs, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe Bud should summer our inner <laughs> Oh yeah, because Ken, maybe maybe Bud should try channeling our or in our Vince McMahon ourselves, you know. Christ championship football is basically like a hardcore match anyway. So I think you know, on that, you know, I'd like to ask you, you know, you tell him tell me your thoughts, but how would you like to see the hearts come out onto the pitch for for next season, you know? What would their wrestling teams be? What would you have going on? You know? Don't know what your thoughts are. I 
I would be. I'd, I'd quite like uh, Shane McMahon's one myself. The money, money, money one. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I that's, think it. Uh, that's the one. It doesn't seem that uh, fitting in Scottish football. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We've got James <laughs> Anderson, though. <laughs> would you, would you have, maybe would just you gets have... his own theme tune for when he comes out in the stand to sit down? Oh, <laughs> see, I, I think we're on the right path here. Would you have Ann Budge walking out with the team with the big Vince McMahon weird swagger thing oh, that he does? Aye. <laughs> I'd maybe hover a bit like Paul Bearer, eh? She'd be kicking about with an arm. <laughs> I think, to, uh, give, to give you my own thoughts, you know, I, I think I'd have, I'd have Robbie leading the team out on a, on a big Harley, Ken. He'd come out like the Undertaker and they'd all be following <laughs> him in their robes and they'd whip them off and they'd be in their kit. Be smashing. And they said the Undertaker as well, because we're going to kill all the other clubs. <laughs> there you go, Paddy, perfect. <laughs> also, I thought as a wee idea, maybe you could you could, we could bring back Harry Harry, but you know, he's turned heel now, so we've got him <laughs> kicking about full attitude. You know, he's got his, his denim shorts and his black waistcoat on and he's chucking beer cans into the crowd and that. You know, we'd be like, well, might be in the championship, but our mascot's harder than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would have Road Dog. Uh, oh, you didn't know, and I'd have Road Dog come out and do the full intro to um, the Road Dog and Billy Gunn, but also introducing every single twenty-two man on the pitch, <laughs> <laughs> like the announcer. Spell and all the fans, yeah, all the fans would sing along with them. <laughs> nice. Mine would be, can you, can you remember Eric Bischoff's theme tune? I know you do, Jolly. <laughs> no. Oh, Ken, the more Ken, well, I probably listened to it last night. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you did. I'm tempted, I don't want to sing it. I don't want that. Sing it. You already can't do that, so why don't you sing? <laughs> I'll try and do better than the what fun it is to fuck Dundee on New Year's Day. <laughs> well, it normally starts off like I'm back. You know that one? But the, the actual lyrics are, are actually quite fitting. I realised I'm back and I'm better than ever. Got a knack for making things better. Mm-hmm. Well, we're better. We're better. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. It was probably wrote at like two in the morning on the back of a fag packet. Because um, Robbie Nielsen's back and so are Hearts. That would go perfectly, you know, when we, our first game back in the in the Premiership when we get back. Aye, otherwise, Undertaker, that'd be class. Right. It's good if NFL teams do that now. Who came out to Triple H's song in England? Did someone not come out to time to play mm. the game? Was it, it was Arsenal? Arsenal? Was that not the FA Cup final? Arsenal. Don't know. Was it? That's class. Because I seen somebody raging that maybe they sprayed water when they came out. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to. Probably wouldn't be the thing to do at the moment, you know, Ken, but still would have been funny. <laughs> right enough. Somebody probably asked. Spit in everyone's face. Right. It'd probably be Ozil. Then he just get told, you just fucking get out of here. What are you doing here anyway? <laughs> well, I think that's cleared out for me, lads. You know, thanks very much. I've got, got some food for thought there. <laughs> no bother. Thanks, Jolly. Thanks for that. Thanks, Jolly. Thank you, Jolly. Bloody <laughs> <Body> Waltons. <laughs> 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 Cheers, driver.
Okay, so here we are up again in the UFO, hovering around half a mile or however fucking high up you fly above Slaven Park. <laughs> um, we've got a million names to get through here. The last week has been crazy. Um, Hammy, let's start with you, if you don't mind, and let's go back to the man that kicked it all off, the Bobby Burns moving to Barrow. Yes, Bobby Burns, a player. Nice, Bobby Burns. I'll be there. Thanks, John. Um, I mean, this one was always going to be a a gamble. You, know, I think there was a a time when we we'd actually signed a few players for the the Irish leagues and the Northern Irish leagues, and he was a young player. You know, it's worth a. A punt. I, I, I think I remember playing him against Hibs. I'm pretty sure it was one of the only time I actually got 90 minutes. I thought he actually looked pretty good. But at the same time, our left-back position for the last few years has been absolutely horrendous. So anything above like a 6 out of 10 probably seemed amazing. I don't think he's going to be a massive loss. He, like, I think he's only played a handful of games. What was it? Five? Yeah. Maybe more. Uh, he scored a goal um, against Aberdeen. Um, Did he? But oh. yeah, he was he was always, you know, just a young left back player. There was nothing amazing about him. So he's, I don't think it'll be a, a big loss in a game. He seemed to be shifting a hell of a lot of players out at the moment. Not the players I really want to get out of the club, but, mm. you know, fair enough. I'm going down to Barrow. Hopefully, he has a good career. Sayonara. Hi. We, Bobby. Good luck to him. It's just one of them. He never really got going, did he? Yeah. Um, Callum Morrison away to Falkirk, Cammy. Were you disappointed to see Morrison go? Or kind of much the same? I, probably more disappointed than Bobby Burns going because I, I do think at times Callum Morrison looked like he had something about him. Again, he was a young player that's been you know, in and out of the team. He's been at Hearts for five years and made 30 appearances. So... They obviously seen something in him to keep him that long anyway. And he he was in and out of the team. And I think one of the things in the last two years that Hearts have suffered with is, is never giving players a consistent run in the team. Chopping and changing the amount of players that we've had in, it's really hard to to really know if a player is going to make the cut. I think I, I think moving to Falkirk is probably a pretty good move for him anyway, though. Um, the thing that always annoyed me about Callum Morrison is he never seemed to have an end ball. You know, he'd raced mm-hmm. in the wing and then he goes to cross it in and it was, you know, it would be very rarely beat the first man. And he always seemed like a bit of a confidence player. So I always hoped to get a couple of goals and then he would kick on. But And he scored. But it just never, again, it never got going for him. He would have a good game and then he'd, you'd not see him for three games. And yeah. I, I think that's one of the issues. So again, I don't think he'll be missed much, albeit we didn't really have any wingers at the moment, so maybe will be. Mm. And again, I think Falkirk's probably about his level. Yeah, that could be a good move for him. Falkirk are, are going to be pushing for what the to win League One, although Cove Rangers are going to be up there as well. It's going to be quite an interesting um, table, that actually. Partick yeah. down there as well, of course. Be the, the tastiest League One's been for a long time. Mm. Partick uh, looking for a uh, uh, old French centre midfielder that they would like to <laughs> take on as a little gift. 
<laughs> if they can pay him in full. Sounds like a plan. Um, Simon, I was just going to ask you, last week you said um, you'd be happy for Cal Morrison to stay to stay at Hearts and being around the first team. Are you disappointed he's left or you came on the same page? It's time for him to go and have a challenge. Did I say that? Aye, when we went through the, the right wing options. Aye, <laughs> 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 to be honest, I'm not really asked. Um, no. if, if, if he's gone, cool, I'll probably never miss him. But aye. Mm-hmm. I think we've got good options down the right. He seems like he can only play the right. Yeah. So, I don't think he would have got much game time. No. No, I completely agree with you, Hammy. Morrison had bags of ability, like loads of pace and even a you know, good touch and a bit of skill, but I honestly don't think I've ever seen him beat the first man across. Yeah. Which is a big problem if you're a winger. It is. Um, <laughs> another man that's moved to Falkirk this week, um, Aidan Keener, Hammy. Um, obviously, he's not came straight from Hearts. He's just spent some time um, down at Torquay. Hartlepool. Hartlepool, sorry. Cornwall, Cornwall, same neck of the woods. Um, he was quite highly regarded when he was at Hearts, and a lot of people were sad to see him go down there the first time. Um, what's your thoughts on him going to Falkirk? Do you think that'll work out for him there as well? Yeah, I do. Again, I think one of these players that was brought in as a bit of a gamble again, I think probably around about the same time as Bobby Burns. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was a young player. He came in. He actually, I'm seeing him when he came in. Everyone was saying about how he was a, a bit of a poacher. He was a good finisher. He was quite a, for what I remember, he's quite a big lad as well. For his age, he was, he seemed like a strong athletic player, but fleeting appearances coming off the bench here and there. I think he scored against Stockton like Talbot in the cup after coming off mm-hmm. the bench. I get another player that just didn't get a good run. I, I did like the look of him. He seemed to do well when he was on loan. Um, he was at Queen's Park, 14 appearances, 8 goals. Dunfermline, 12 appearances, 4 goals. And even at Hartlepool, 8 appearances, 2 goals. It's, it's not terrible stats, but again, at the same time, are we going to miss him? Probably not. And looking at our striking options at the moment, he's never going to get a game. He's just, he's just not. So, not when Uchi's bagging 30 this season as well. So, <laughs> no. not going to need him. So, again, another player that, you know, it's, it's a shame it didn't work out. But, you need, like, I think I said in the last week's podcast, you need to hit the ground running at times. Especially when you're playing for a team that's getting relegated. If you can't work your way into that team, a team that's crying out to score goals... Then you know you're never you're never gonna yeah. get kept off. A team a team at Hearts level doesn't really have the time to develop yeah. players. We we can have maybe like I'd say about a maximum of four or five players you can develop in a team like Hearts. Then you need players who are performing. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally agree. I think Levine gave um, gave Keena quite a few chances to get a goal. Like you said, he just never got going. It's quite similar to Cole Stockton as well. Then he came in, you know, you could tell he was really trying, but he just never got a goal. And then you start, as a striker, you start snatching at chances. It just never gets going for you. That's you done, you know. Once you're at, once you're at the team, that's, you know, mm-hmm. you'll get forgotten about quickly as well, especially if somebody takes the place. Aye, but aye, good, I would say good luck to Kina. He's definitely the type of striker that's going to pop up and <clears throat> score a late winner against Hearts one day or something. Eh? He's one of those oh, <laughs> He'll be all fired up. Um, 
Simon, the biggest transfer story of the week, the outgoing of Sean Clare moving to Oxford. Um, kind of came out the blue. Suddenly he was gone. What's your thoughts on all that? Yeah, it was. It was really quick, but good luck to him. I hope he does really well. I like his attitude. I thought he was good for Hearts under Stendhal. I think that's made us forget about how bad he was before that. Yeah. Um, he's all right, but I, we can get his wages off the book. He was probably on a fair bit, one of the higher earners in the squad, and also get a wee bit of money for it. Why not? Just get rid of him. Yeah. Again, Harsh reality. You know, yeah, we can't be holding on to these players. And it's a nah. bit of a cutthroat business. And if, listen, Sean Clare, you're right, he done really well under Stendhal, but he was also playing at right back. And what's the point of having Michael Smith there? I would rather have Michael Smith. And if Sean yeah, Clare's on a few your, grand a week. Does, if Sean Clare's in the squad, does he get into the, the starting 11? <laughs> Not and do you, put, do you want to play him at right mid? No, nah, he wasn't very good there. No, nah, so... One. I mean, I think Clear had a massive resurgence under Stendhal, but see if you go back and you look at the amount of goals we conceded the last, we'll say every game under Stendhal, if you were to count how many goals started because of a Sean Clear mistake, I, I think it would be quite horrifying. Yeah, him and, it's always seemed to be him or Demur, and I don't know if it was just because before Stendhal, it definitely was Sean Clear giving the ball away so often. That I just felt that whenever he did give the ball away, he noticed it more. Mm-hmm. But it, it did always seem to be Demure or Claire giving the ball away. Yeah. Charlton's a decent move for him, to be fair. Oxford. <laughs> I was looking at Connor Washington, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Doing an anchor, man. That's why I, do. I just read what's in front of me, Howie, don't worry. Um, I thought. <laughs> Oxford just narrowly missed out on League One promotion last year. You know, they, they're building yeah. a side there. With Sean Clare, it seems, they're buzzing to have him at Oxford. The fans, by the looks of it. Um, they're challenging. He could be in the championship next season. So, you know, if he if he fits in a system that works there at Oxford, you know, I, don't, I, I think there is a bit of a, a ceiling on Clare's ability. But he could be a solid championship player. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fear that we've seen the very best of Sean Clare. I feel like we've seen him yeah. at the highest level he'll be under, under Stendhal. Aye, and... I'd agree with that. That wasn't amazing. It was fine, it was yeah. It was, it was noticeable in a but, team that got relegated. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Jolly Jambo, what's the, the word been on down in Gorgie about Sean Clare? Very, very much, you know, Ken, like... I think it depends on how you look at it. As you've said, you know, there's folk that will instantly go back to the amount of chances that he missed. And when, you know, before he got moved, then, you know, he just wasn't good enough at that point. And then got a small sample size towards the end, you know, it looked a little better. But ultimately, you know, we, we need players that are affordable and play in positions where we need them. And, and I think you've covered it off quite well. He was neither of those. Yeah, Aye, exactly. The word in Gorgie sounds quite accurate. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Simon, Connor Washington. Um, was it Friday last week? It really seemed to be he was getting a move to Charlton, and it seemed to be it was going to be confirmed that day. Then it's all went quiet since then. Um, with our other striking options, is, is it similar to Clare? Are you happy to see him kind of move on at this stage? 
Yeah, um, it is almost exactly like Claire. He is probably one of the higher earners. He's had plenty of chances to prove he can do it. And he looks like a good player. He just doesn't look like what we need right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Washington was looking really sharp before the COVID guillotine. I mean, once again, once again, a player who done all right in the team that got relegated. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if you think uh, we've had some good strikers come to us in their later years um, after injuries, Washington only twenty-eight. You look at his goals from his time at Peterborough um, and around that period before he had some bad injuries and he was touted with big moves. I think he's got that potential in him. Yeah, I think he could be a leading English Championship goal scorer still if he gets a good good bit of fitness under him. So I'm no chance. No way. <laughs> Not a chance. I think he's got it in him. I do. Hopefully, it seems like a decent guy. The, the, the thing is, his work rate is definitely one of the best I've seen, especially to come yeah. back from an injury and still be so committed and and to be in a squad that the morale must have been absolutely awful and still show that, that commitment. And, it, and it's what you want. But ultimately, what I want a striker to do in a team is to put the ball in the back of the net. And Aye. he didn't really do it. No. Yeah. I mean, if he stays, you wouldn't be unhappy if you, if you see him play next season, surely. No, no, at all. no, I'm not I'm not adverse to him staying, but I think he will be one of the, the higher earners and I don't think mm-hmm. he's gonna contribute more than what someone else on less money will. Yeah. Aye. And again, something that we'll we'll never really get a, a true reflection of is what the the personalities are like behind the scenes in the club. If Robbie goes in yeah. there and sees Washington sitting there every morning going, oh, can he be fucking arsed today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is, it comes back to the, we need players who play, see playing for hearts as a privilege. And I don't think that Connor Washington hasn't seen that because he does seem to try very hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny one. He's a funny one. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think um, when you think of his reputation when he joined Hearts, you know, a good pedigree. I think he will be one of the, the top earners like Claire. So, yeah, if he gets off the books and that frees up room for oh, a whole heap of planning over the next year. So be it. Exactly. Um, Paddy, the Aaron Hickey saga continues. What's the latest news with the youngster? Uh, he said he was happy with his trip to, to the Bayern Munich uh, training centre which I'm not sure anybody that would be unhappy with a trip to the Bayern Munich training centre, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a smashing holiday. Aye, <laughs> Aye but it's, it, looks, it looks like it'll be between Bayern and Bologna. So yeah. I, I reckon, reckon there's more chance of playing time at Bologna, but German teams just develop football players in a different way from anybody else. And I think that what he could learn there would be more valuable than him going to play at Bologna at this moment in his career. Yeah, that's fair enough. Do you think, surely, Paddy, even playing in that Bayern second team would be some level? Oh, Maybe yeah. Team, despite their age, would be hearts, potentially. Yeah, and they, they'll train with the first team, I'd imagine, a lot of the time as well. So you'll be, be training with players of a much higher level than he ever has done. Aye. Okay. That's it. Imagine having Alfonso Davies ahead of you, <laughs> looking at him saying, Christ, I need to get that fast. I need to get my ability up to that. Ah, and yeah, they're he's... no far off same age. Yeah, he's only a year older than him. It's bizarre. 
also I was I, I was thinking like if he does go to Bologna, like Italian fans are very fickle. If he has a couple of bad games and he turns on them, that and the fans turn on him. Sorry, that that'll not do any help for his development either. Hmm. What will happen is he's going to go to Bayern, train there for three years, settle for Sina when he meets out. It is as Bayern Scottish starlet, and there'll be <laughs> no mention that he ever played for Hearts. <laughs> I'm I'm really hoping over the next week or two we see a a bidding war start between the two clubs. I'm Try and get that value up. Hasn't he? He's been training, so he's obviously still. Featured in he the looks, he looks like he's filled out as well. He looks like he's yeah, does yeah. His head fits his body. <laughs> his hair still doesn't fit his head. Looks like he's dead. <laughs> banana. He's got a proper Lego haircut. Right, we'll see what happens there. But I, I still don't think one point eight million. I think that's euros as well. One point eight million. Right. That's what's that about one point four million pounds, one point five million pounds. That's in the market in the though. Championship. I still think he's worth more than that, but if we can get a bit in more and get over two million for him with a bunch of clauses, may not be a bad bit of business. Good for him, eh? You can't deny it. Yeah, I think I think the best offer is the one that gives us the biggest selling on fee. No. Aye. I think you're right. Um no, it'll be a sad day to see him go, but I think everyone's expecting it now. You know. Um other news, Paddy, some devastating stuff this week. Heartbreaking, or hearts breaking, you could say. Cleva Dicamona has moved to Kilmarnock. Bench. He's moved to their bench. <laughs> He's got the number four shirt, but I think Aye. he'll be floating out of that team. He's too know, good a player. He'll do well there. He'll do well there. Should he all enjoy that Ayrshire countryside? Aye. Good pies as well. I just hope they look Trun, after Trun's just up the road. I'm sure they'll probably live in Trun. You're not going to live in Kilmarnock. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You'll probably, probably just live in a hotel and go back to France at every opportunity. <laughs> I'm sad to see him go. I just hope that Kilmarnock look after the Kimona. I just hope to give them their best pies and their nice things. <laughs> Aye, they'll love him. They will. They'll fall in love with him. Okay, Hammy, moving on to incoming news. Um, Elliot Freer seems to have been on trial forever. Um, right winger without a club. Uh, what's the latest with him? Is he still training at Hearts? Do you get any idea? I think so. It's sort of gone a bit cold, but, um, you know, we've still got a, a lot longer with the um, pre-season. So... If he's there, I think, I mean, it doesn't fill me with a lot of joy. Three seasons at Motherwell, he done all right at Motherwell, don't get me wrong. Turned in a contract, went back to Forest Green in League Two. It could be a bit of a diamond in the rough with that one, but, I, but again, I need to keep saying it myself, it's a championship we're playing in, it's not the, the Premiership. So. I think uh, even if he signs, yeah, he's a squad player. I think he's a squad yeah. player if he signs. I think, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're clear not going out. Jamie Walker, really. your backup. Yeah, that's it. Apparently, Nielsen had him on trial at Dundee United as well, so he's obviously a fan. Uh, why didn't he sign for Dundee United? 
Aye, so much of a fan he didn't sign for Dundee United. <laughs> yeah, they had like no money apparently. Yeah. Or in fact, the signings weren't up to him. They were up to that other idiot, not Lee McCall, <laughs> some other idiot. <laughs> um, another name. Speaking of Dundee, um, Hemmings is told James McPake absolutely um, and Hearts have been loosely linked with him this week. Seems to be a big. He kind of reminds me of Kyle Lafferty, just a big arsehole up front. Then bag some goals. And if he's anything like Kyle Lafferty is like as a person and all that, Anne Budge will not want him at the club. He'll just <laughs> and he seems like one of these players that it has so much baggage, I just don't think it's worth the, the mm. risk. Is he is he a target man type striker? Yeah, I would say so. I feel like that's what we need though, because although Uche is a target man, he's absolutely terrible in the air. When the ball is in the air, he has absolutely no idea what to do. Oh, he's no good. He good doesn't attack the ball at all. So yeah. I think a, a good, a good strong player for crosses and corners. Because if you remember, that's where we got most of our goals from in the championship last time. Because teams sit deep, so it is all about crosses and balls into the box. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a brilliant record for goals with Dundee a couple of years ago. I think he only missed out on getting the golden boot behind Lee Griffiths, who scored like 30-odd goals. It was that year. So he's got it in him. But he's wanted by a host of clubs, kind of League 2 clubs down south. So we'll see. Um, similar kind of, well, it's not similar at all. A left-back from Hull. <laughs> uh, Simon, Stephen Kingsley. Um, like, I, like I said, he's just been released from Hull. The boy has been... Absolutely ravished by injuries, but he's full of ability. What's your thoughts on Kingsley? Yeah, um, he's come through Swansea. Now he played for who was it? He played for Hull. Yeah, you do hope Hull. you do hope that he is one of these players that is better than Hearts. Has something to prove. Plays well for Hearts. Can get a move because if he is better than Hearts. That's what you want, but you fear that he might be another one of these boys who thinks, I'm better than Hearts. They're lucky to have me. So that's what I always fear when signing players for down south. Right. Yeah. Right. That crossed my mind when I read it as well. It's one of these guys, like you were saying last week, it would be like a step down to them. And ideally, that's what you want to avoid. Um, yeah. No, Simon, an actual signing. Unbelievable. Jordan Roberts has joined the club um, today as we record this. You delighted with that one? Yeah, I remember seeing him a couple of times when he played for Inverness. Um, he's been playing at a good level since. He seems to be a big lad. He's six foot, is he not? The six one, so, to be precise. So get him, get him in. See, see what we can do in the championship. Hopefully, he is once again. Hopefully, he's one of the ones who feels like they have something to prove and not one of the ones who think. Brilliant! A couple of a couple of easy games and a paycheck for Hearts. Yeah, he came across really well in his interview. He seems like a decent guy. Can How boring are those interviews, the way? <laughs> it's always the same. <laughs> oh my god! Eh? It's like you might as well just just print the script that the Hearts PR team can give them and just post that. <laughs> oh yeah, big, big club. Can't wait. <laughs> Uh, if you if you watch his montages on YouTube, which is probably the last thing you could do, he looks good. <laughs> looks really good. He's a left-footed right winger, um, but he can play left wing. And if he can do a job for us on the left wing, he'd be delighted for that. That that might be quite nice having um, 
Jamie Walker on the right and him on the left and having them yeah. switch because I know they both like to switch wings so could give mm-hmm. give some defences <laughs> nightmares yeah ideal that was great news happy with that one um, Paddy just to, to send us off um, Mario Balotelli this week is, uh, <laughs> is, is departing Bresca uh, now he's been linked with Cluj where? And Bresca Oh, whatever, I'm not Italian. I'd like to see someone in Italy try and pronounce my guy. Fucking lit, Talbot. <laughs> Mario Balotelli's been linked with Cluj and uh, Bushitas as well. Do you think Nielsen could do a job with Balotelli at Hearts? Uh, aye, but we're signing Cavani, so we don't need him. Is <laughs> <laughs> Cavani still no sign for a club? Nope. Christ. Okay. He's holding it. <laughs> he knows hearts are going to table our offer. Once we get that Connor Washington Charlton money, Cavani's all but signed. It's just waiting for the cards to fall right. <laughs> just go to him, honestly. Just go. You could score 100 goals in a season. Well, that's all we have time for tonight, folks. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a nice wee review on your phone and share the love on social media. If you aren't following us already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And for some reason, if you would like to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Many thanks once more to Padman Scoop Productions for all his copious amounts of editing time and our massive high B pal Lee for providing us with the wonderful new music which is coming through your ears. So until next time, keep your ear to the ground. Mind and uh, wash your hands for the hearts. <laughs> and we'll see and we'll see you again.